1: From the PetroServe USA Studios, this is What's On Your Mind. Call us, 701-271-1100. Text us, 701-237-1590. What's On Your Mind is on. And now, here's your host, Scott Hennon. Well, if you ask me where I come from,
2: here's what I tell everyone. Born by God's dear grace In an extraordinary place
3: With the stars and stripes
2: And the eagle flies All right, back on What's on Your Mind, seven past the hour, the uh, latest out of the Happy speaker saga is uh, that Bergman is out now, so they're down to five candidates, and they're just going to continue to do this. Ammer, Johnson, Donalds, Hearn, and Scott are the uh, five that are left in this race. So uh, they're continuing to vote and uh, had a few votes while we've been on the air here, so who knows? We might uh, we might have a final tally by the end of the program. We'll see. Texture says, I have a little bit of good news for you. Tom Emmer used to work for George Soros, so now he can bridge be the bridge between Nazi socialists and conservatives okay that's not good news number one so you gave us some fake news uh, number t- number two never seen anything where Tom Emmer worked for George Soros I think where that's coming from is he supported something called the national popular vote and there were other conservatives that supported that as well not a lot of them but there were some It supported it. And the argument was went like this. Rather than have the swing states control everything in the presidential sweepstakes, if you look at a red-blue map, there's way more red than there is blue, with just individuals, county by county, way more. And if you take all of that red and balance it against the blue, which is major major metropolitan cities, that Republicans would win. It would change campaigning, obviously, because now every Republican vote in California matters. Just like every Republican vote in New York would now matter, where now they don't. You don't have to agree with that, and it's not exactly a universal, um, universally loved idea, but certainly in Republican circles, because some people just think it, it would be the end. It'd be forever done. It'd be big cities running it. There's a debate about it, an academic, academic debate about it. But let's not say that, Tom Emmer worked for, for George Soros as a result of that. If, if they happen to agree on something, and George Soros probably likes it for different reasons than Tom Emmer did, Tom Emmer's is liking it because it, he believes it would elect more Republicans. It's a belief he has. Let's not say he worked for George Soros, okay? Let's just, let's not be them. Let's be factual here. Let's not do the fake news, okay? All right. Hey, we have a new executive director for the Republican Party in North Dakota, and we thought today we'd like to meet him. We're going to do that in a moment. Jimmy Fallon will join us from Fox Across America, and also uh, Dr. Chris Meeker, chief medical officer at Sanford Health, to talk about how do you define quality health care. Looking forward to that conversation, too. So we'll do all that and more as we continue on the program. To join us, you call 701-271-1100. Welcome your calls. Text us at 701 701- email is always welcome to studio at flagfamily.com studio at flagfamily.com right now let's meet the new executive director of the Republican Party of North Dakota Dave Rotman. Dave welcome to the program how are you?
4: I'm well thank you thank you for inviting me
2: you go by Dave or David?
4: I go by Dave
2: right. I want to make sure we're uh, calling you um, by your preferred first name yeah, exactly. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us the elevator pitch about uh, Dave Ropman.
4: Well, I'm from Northwest Iowa. originally. I was born and raised in Northwest Iowa. Dutch, very conservative. Last time I checked, the voter registration in, in uh, Lyon County, my my home my home county, there was something like 5,600 Republicans and 700 Democrats. So, when I was growing up, everybody was a Republican. Uh, so. I got involved in politics uh, fairly early, uh, I was a volunteer mostly. But my dad told me in 2011 to stop complaining about the party and get involved. So I went to a local county party meeting and they made me the treasurer. And since then I've been involved with county party chair and, uh, and the state party activities and I've just tried to be involved and get, learn more about how to do this process and, and, and to be a leader.
2: What position are you leaving to uh, be the, the executive director of the North Carolina Republican Party? So.
4: Yes, I used to be the uh, political director of the South Dakota Republican Party, but that was a couple of years ago. And now I uh, am I was working with grassroots organizations for the past couple of years, involved with some campaigning. Um, I was involved with helping uh, the Secretary of State candidacy in South Dakota in the 2022 election cycle. And uh, so now I'm here in South Dakota.
2: And um, t- tell us a little bit about your grassroots uh, credibility, for lack of a better term. Just uh, your, your uh, resume on the grassroots side. What, what, uh, what groups enough. or organizations or causes were most important to you?
3: Okay.
4: Well, right, last group I was working with was uh, called uh, the, uh, uh, the Patriot Ripple Effect in South Dakota. We've got a website. We've got a sub-stack. You can go listen to my podcast. And we're involved mostly at the local level. Well, the, the idea of that lo- grassroots organization is not to be involved with statewide or national um, campaigns. But to be involved in local campaigns, you know, uh, county commission, uh, the local legislative races, and also to teach people how to be activists. One of the reasons that Ripple Effect started was that there's a lot of people upset about the 2020 election, and they wanted to get involved in politics and had no idea how to be involved. And so these people, some some of them never had volunteered. Never have been involved in campaigns before, and so they're new. And so we started introducing them how to be involved with things. And uh, for example, I'll give you one example of the grassroots stuff we did, and this is really at the local level. And in, in Sioux Falls, there was a, um, a a big blank wall that was on the uh, on the side of a parking garage that's owned by the city, and there was a bunch of uh, folks who wanted to. Uh, put a mural up there. And, of course, they want taxpayers to pay for it. And, these, uh, frankly, they're a bunch of leftists, and they wanted to have rainbow butterflies and equity inclusion um, in this mural. And we had one person from our group, from Whipple Effect, who I had encouraged to be part of the parking board. You know, you'd think that parking board would have nothing to do with politics. You'd think it has something to do with, you know, being the administrators of parking uh, garages. But we had one person who got involved with that and said no we're not doing that. We're not paying, spending taxpayer money on that. And it stopped the whole uh, mural, but then they eventually got a private citizen to uh, front $40,000 to to put a mural on that. That's a perfectly inoffensive art deco uh, mural, but point being is a politics that starts at the really local level, at the library board level, at the school board level, and in some cases, uh museum board and and uh, uh the historical Preservation boards, and that's where the grassroots starts. Yeah,
2: and boy, it's uh, and, and and I don't know about uh, your experience, but uh, you know, the turnout for a school board election, for instance, is uh, as much power as it holds over your property tax tab and the minds of our children. Uh, you'd think it would be the most important thing to voters, but it's often the least important thing, and the turnout's terrible on school board elections.
4: Oh, that's, that's absolutely true. my hometown, uh, there was 4% turnout, and that's largely the administrators and the school teachers. And uh, that means they, they basically get to pick their own bosses. And I was telling people, you have to have at least 8% turnout to have a chance of winning these school board races. And that's why it's so important for uh, people to get involved at the local level and have consolidated uh, uh, elections.
2: So talk a little bit about um, how you translate uh, your experience thus far to uh, Executive Director of the South Dakota Republican Party. What, uh, first of all, just tell me your impressions of North Dakota's Republican Party. You
4: know what? I'm really excited to be in a, uh, in a state that uses caucuses. I'm from Iowa, and we, they have caucuses there. South Dakota uses a primary system. And the more I've been learning about North Dakota caucus system, this is really exciting and thrilling to be involved with. Because, first of all, the party's involved at all levels early. And um, there's much more participation than I'm, I'm accustomed to having in South Dakota. And this is really kind of fun. I've been, I've been working uh, with some folks about how the process works in the convention. And I gotta tell you that the, the participation at the, at the grassroots level, at the, at the uh, individual level is really, really uh, high in, in North Dakota. And uh, that's something to be proud of. And it's also, I think, a very healthy system.
2: I want to ask you a little bit about uh, the state of the party and then also how, you, you know, how you'll judge success in this new position as executive mm-hmm. director. Hang tight, if you would. Uh, Dave, we're going to run to a break, and then we'll continue with more. Sure. After this uh, conversation, with our conversation, rather, with uh, Dave Broatman, who is the new executive director of the North Dakota Republican Party. Jimmy Fallon coming up at the bottom of the hour, too, so stay tuned on What's on Your Mind. Brought to you today by our friends at H.A. Thompson & Sons. H.A. Thompson & Sons can take control of your bottom line. What do I mean by that? They have the link service contracts where they manage thousands of buildings. So a a furnace, a boiler, uh, air conditioning unit breaks down, they fix it, or they replace it, and you pay one static price. This is working, again, for thousands of buildings in the region. North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Montana, the link service from H.A. Thompson & Sons can really help you in these times when there's not much that's predictable on your bottom line, especially with inflation and... Everything. its cost literally everything going on, whether it be fuel, whether it be insurance. I mean, everything. So find out more about that at H.A. Thompson & Sons' website, Sons.com. More What's on Your Mind coming up after this.
5: Ready to launch your small business or take your farm from some acres to a lot of acres? How about that big proposal? Will you marry me? Or that huge surprise? <laughs> that forever dream home. The one you can take anywhere. Wherever you are in life, be sure you're ready to say yes. First
1: International Bank and Trust. Say yes to living first. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Navigating the complex world of Medicare can be challenging, but you don't have to go it alone. The North Dakota Insurance Department
6: offers free and unbiased Medicare assistance to all North Dakotans through the State Health Insurance Counseling Program. Counselors are available to assist with forms, claims, coverage options, appeals, and more. To speak with a counselor, call 888-575-6611 or visit insurance.nd.gov. This ad paid for by the North Dakota Insurance Department with funds from the Administration for Community Living. The chilly weather is here whether we like it or not. And the team at Precision Concrete Cutters Ramjack North wants you to know that because Mother Nature doesn't rest this time of year, neither do we. The frost and snow create moisture in the ground and this can cause stress on your foundation. Precision Concrete Cutters Ramjack North we have the solution for every basement problem.
3: So when Mother Nature strikes contact your complete foundation experts. Contact
0: the team at Precision Concrete Cutters Ramjack North. Go to pccnd.com That's pccnd.com
2: The tradition started in 1908 for H.A. Thompson and Sons. Harry Abbott Thompson he was the namesake. He had a son Harry and he had a son Mark. Mark and his wife Claudia are now the owners of H.A. Thompson and Sons. Operated every day with their daughters as well. Helping people save money. If You go to hatandsons.com You'll find out more about the commercial service, the link service they provide that save you money. HATandSons.com. Since 1908, serving North Dakota and the entire Upper Midwest.
7: I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. Daddy's belt, mom's drapes,
2: standing tall in the backyard shed, looking cool in my Superman cave. I What's on your mind? 20 past the hour, brought to you today by PetroServe USA, home cooking. Grandma Joe Convenience awaits. My reward, oh, I know I'm going to make you hungry right now, so I'm just going to warn you that I'm going to make you hungry, and that you are going to uh, say, okay, how soon can I get to a Patro Serve USA near me? Because I, I want to have some home cooking and some grab and go convenience. So let me tell you what. Today, cheeseburger bacon hot dish awaits in Castleton. Pizza Hot Dish in Fargo 45th Street. Meatloaf or pulled pork over mac and cheese West Fargo, West Main Avenue. 12th and 929 breakfast tater tot pie. yulin has tacos today. Glendon has stew. Harwood has pulled pork sandwiches or pulled pork with mac and cheese. N.P. Avenue, downtown Fargo, Swedish meatballs, and Valley City chicken pot pie or hot beef sandwich. Petra Serve USA, home cooking, grab-and-go convenience. All right, back with the new Republican Party executive director in North Dakota, David Rotman. Uh, Dave, uh, let's talk a little bit about your impressions of, uh, of North Dakota's Republican Party as far as what needs to be done? Obviously, you have, you have Republican Party domination in North Dakota. You have uh, all the statewide elected leaders. You have the, the federal you know, House two Senate seats in Republican hands. You have a supermajority in the legislature. But you also have a, um, uh, a rift, if you will, between uh, factions in the Republican Party, which happens when you have a lot of Republicans. What, what's your thoughts on how you bridge that divide?
4: Well, honestly, the the problem when you have a, a red state like North Dakota is apathy and then people not being involved, and then you lose your your majority. In North Dakota, that's not a problem. People are involved and want to get involved. And obviously, when there's more people who want to be involved than you actually have seats at the table, then there's going to be a little bit of conflict. I mean, politics is the resolution of conflict by nonviolent means, and we should not be surprised that there's drama in just a matter of of Working through those things, getting letting everyone have a, a voice, let them have a spoke, so, spoke, soapbox so they can uh, speak their piece. But ultimately, we vote, and that's the end of it. For the next until the next cycle. So we've had the, our uh, state party elections, and we'll have the next state party elections again in a couple of years. And that's how you express your your leadership. So people like to talk about these riffs, but that's 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 the way it works. I don't, I don't see that this is a problem because there's uh, uh, when people get involved in politics, they're going to have disagreements and they have to argue about it, and then they resolve those conflicts through the political process. And I think that's just going to matter of time and effort on the part of the party. We just have to show competence and that we're, we can get the job done.
2: What's your top priority? What's what, what's job one?
4: <laughs> the top priority right now is to get a handle on what's going on in South the North Dakota politics, uh, but. We have the convention coming up and the caucuses, and uh, we need to be working on that. And, of course, the national convention also is a, is a big number on the horizon. Operations during the election uh, cycle will be going door-to-door. We'll be having phone banks, and we'll be getting volunteers involved. And uh, I'd like to do a slate card for all the candidates at the granular level. And I think uh, those kind of operations will make sure that we uh, maintain our majority of the, in the in the legislature.
2: Explain a slate card. What do you mean?
4: Oh, okay, so this is, this is a really cool concept, and uh, it's just something I ran by the chair we haven't authorized yet, but it's pretty simple. Everybody gets a card, uh, uh, a postcard in the mail, uh, telling them uh, who their candidates are on the, uh, uh, on the ballot. And so they can bring that into the ballot box with them and uh, basically mark it off, say, hey, I am go right down the list. It looks exactly like their, uh, their ballot. It's really uh, good memory aid, basically.
2: Yeah, so more of a get out the vote kind of effort and keeping everybody on the right. same page. Yeah,
4: right. People just put that right on their uh, on their refrigerator, and then they go to the ballot box with it.
2: How do you handle a situation like I'm going to use um, um, I'm going to use uh, Mike Rounds as an example? Mike Rounds would uh, on the political spectrum would not be as uh, as conservative, and John Thune a little bit is, uh, too. Although I think Thune is more conservative than Rounds is, uh, but you know Rounds is obviously. A uh, former governor, a senator, probably can be in that position as long as he wants. But the base, if you will, the grassroots level of the Republican Party would say he's not Republican enough. What do you do in a situation like that?
4: That's very simple. Find a better candidate. So if you don't like who somebody is representing, you find a better candidate who can win that uh, can replace them. And that's the political process. And I tell that to people all the time. It's like, okay, you don't like that person? Okay, find a better candidate. And oftentimes they're stumped. But often, other times they'll find a better candidate, and
2: that's is the that the it. role is that the role of of, you, of your is that your job your part? I mean, is, is the party's No, it's
4: not. My job is get people elected. That's the, that's the role of the grassroots organizations. That's the role of the uh, the people at the caucuses to find the better candidates. My job is to facilitate their election.
2: What would your critics say about you?
4: Mm, that's a good question. I think some of my critics would say that I'm a troublemaker. Because sometimes uh, it, when I was not in the party, when I was not with the state uh, South Dakota party, uh, I was helping out a candidate and unseated an
6: incumbent.
2: So, um, how do you translate that grassroots activity, quote-unquote troublemaker, which sounds like you're wearing that proudly?
4: Again, that's part of the process. Uh, when I was with the, with the party, uh, I was very careful to remain neutral in the primaries and in the in the uh, selection process for our candidacy. And then while when they're in the general, I was advocating for everybody, helping them get elected. But when I'm not with the party, and at that time I was not with the party, I was helping an, a, a uh, grassroots uh, insurgent uh, candidate win against an incumbent. And that's also part of the political process. So I've been on both sides of it. So I understand it, and I, I know my job. My job is to get Republicans elected in the ballot.
2: How will you gauge your success? What's, uh, what's going to define success for your position as the new uh, executive director of the Republican Party in North Dakota?
4: Oh, okay. I'm sure there's a lot of metrics of uh, success. Obviously, winning at the ballot box in November is the ultimate one. But it's also fundraising and party organization and leaving the party uh, in better condition than uh, when I found it.
2: And what is the state of the party right now in North Dakota, would you say?
4: You know, honestly, I've been getting my feet wet on this. I think the party is very, very well organized. We have our committees that are working on uh, things like the convention. And I'm very impressed by the uh, the ability of some of these people, the competence of many of the people that I've been uh, talking to. I was like, this, in many ways, uh, is going to be an easy job because we have so many people who are involved, engaged, and competent in what they do. And getting things like the convention organized, and so I'm really quite thrilled about this stuff.
2: Interesting. And uh, are you on the job now? Or are you started?
4: I'm here. I'm here in uh, North Dakota. I'm, I'm standing in the state party offices. I have to uh, move up here permanently, but I expect that will be here permanently after November first.
2: All right. Well, don't say it like that. I have to move up here permanently. Say I get to move up here permanently. See, I'm I'm thrilled. That's I'm excited. Fair. <laughs> uh, David, great to uh, chat with you today. Appreciate the time, and uh, wish you the best of luck. Thank you. You bet. Good morning. Bye. The Republican Party has a new executive director. His name's Dave Ropman, and now you've met him right here on What's on Your Mind. Jimmy fayla is standing by to. I uh, think he'll make us laugh, Kev. I think he will. Old oh, uh, Jimmy, yeah. Fela, he's uh, he's the guy that leaves you. With a few chuckles. So we look forward to chatting with the Jimmy Fallon coming up here in just a couple minutes. Brought to you today by MyPillow. Mike Lindell and the team have this great deal right now on the six-piece towel set. twenty nine ninety eight. If you go to MyPillow.com slash Scott, you'll find the deal. That's right. Right there. twenty nine ninety eight for the six-piece towel set. Or call them at 800-506-9023. 800-506-9023. By the way, four candidates left in the speakers race. Emmer, Mike Johnson, Byron Donald, and Kevin Hearn. Emmer with the top vote of ninety, and they're going to another battle. With a history in North Dakota dating back seventy years, Hess Corporation is committed to making a positive impact across communities in the Bakken. Hess making significant commitments to improve our environment, targeting zero routine flaring by twenty twenty five. Committed to the production of clean, sustainable energy for the nation and the world through significant reductions in our carbon footprint. Hess, a trusted energy partner for North Dakota. In college,
6: you're standing at the doorstep of your life. With classes in engineering, philosophy, nursing, and more, you have the whole world at your feet. But at the University of Mary, we don't just get you ready for your career. We get you ready for your life. Because you were made for more.
0: USA News Update. As part of an agreement with Israel, Hamas releasing an additional 11 hostages. The White House confirming the extension of the ceasefire agreement for two more days. Israel freeing 33 Palestinian detainees, the majority being children. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona caught on camera butchering a popular quote by the late former President Ronald Reagan. Cardona said,
3: um, As uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help.
0: Reagan actually said the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. The exact opposite of what Cardona said. American funding for Israel and Ukraine could be bundled together. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer intending to present a bill linking funding for the countries as early as next week. Corey Myers, USA News.
3: Cold, tickling
2: sand Cold drain, Killing my right hand sleep Chad Pergram is updating on what's light. happening on the Speakers race. Let's go to that quick here. They're incredible brave. Oh, he's already done. Already done. He was going to tell you the same thing I was going to tell you. There's four candidates left in the Speakers race. Amher Johnson, Byron Donalds, Kevin Hearn. So four are left now, and uh, Emmer is... Well, it's going to be interesting to see if these other three consolidate uh, in the uh, Donalds camp or Johnson camp versus the Emmer camp. Get down to two, year, it'll be interesting. So I think uh, Byron,
3: he's got a great shot, at you know he's going to pull away all of the uh, all of the racist things that they could. They won't be able to play that card if he's the if he's the speaker.
2: So. No, I, I like Byron Donalds a lot. Yeah, I, like I do. Him. Yeah, great yep. guy. I do, too. I think he'd be a, an energizer uh, for the party and uh, one that I think could de- bridge the divide with both sides. So it be interesting to see what happens there. you got Emmer Moore, the Republican establishment type. Uh, Donalds uh, probably more the disruptor. And then Johnson and Hearn, who are well-respected um, and uh, you know would be... I don't think would would alarm either side. So it's going to be interesting to see how this whittles down. We'll continue to watch it. The one and only Jimmy Fallon is on our newsmaker line today. Hey, Jimmy, how the heck are you?
6: Hey, girl. Fellas. Good to be back on the flag. Uh, it's great to hear your voice. Uh, for real, though, Hannon, and, uh, and I understand I missed a birthday. Did you have a good birthday?
2: I did have a good birthday. It was on Sunday. Thank you very much for that. 59. Well, the big 5-9.
6: Well, I was going to screw it up and nominate you for speaker. Just a new <laughs> Listen, you would have got votes. I'm looking at some of these callies. Uh, the guys got votes. I mean, listen, John Boehner got votes in the next round. He's not even in politics anymore. It's absurd what they're doing. Uh, I am. Uh, I heard you guys talking. I like Byron Donald's a lot. Uh He's on my show. And the best argument, oh, there's two. Okay, one of which was just made in that he will really neutralize the race card coming from the Democrats. You know, the Hakeem Jeffries, the Jamal Bowmans of the world, Uh, you know, the fire alarm caucus, if you will. Uh, They like to, you know, portray every type of spending card or, you know, every effort at fiscal responsibility as some type of racism or bigotry. And, yes, Byron Donalds could very effectively neutralize that argument. But the other thing is, and I do mean this from this is purely based on my experience of having him on the radio and knowing him personally, he is a next-level, like a next-generation communicator, okay? He's speaking in a very modern vernacular of, you know, pop culture and sports and, you know, the legalese that comes from being a congressman, just the same. But he is the type of communicator that will be able to effectively get the votes, OK, that's the whole thing about being speaker that we all forget about. I mean, I know you guys bring it up, but it's like we all think Nancy Pelosi is a circus clown and we hate every one of her policies. But she's really good at getting her party to do what she wants to. And that's the job. I mean, if you're going to be the Republican speaker of the House, you need to whip these people into shape. And uh, I think Donalds is uniquely qualified to do that.
2: Yeah, the rap, the, the rap on him, uh, but it comes from the establishment, of course, is that he's fairly new in Congress and doesn't have a good fundraising machine. And, of course, the Speaker of the House generally is the chief yes. fundraiser for the Republican yep. Party nationally. That's, that's, that, that's the dig they, they, they put on Donald's. I don't know whether yep. he, he deserves well, it or not.
6: They, they hate him for the same reason voters like him. Voters like that he's not new. Voters like that he doesn't have a massive fundraising operation in place, because that means he's already been bought and paid for by the lobbyists. Okay, it would be a lot more advantageous for the party in the country if they took him uh, as the Speaker of the House, aligned him with their own fundraising apparatus, and then let him hopefully uh, judiciously pick and choose whose money he wants uh, (laughs) and will actually use to help the cause, because this is the one thing, okay – Donald is not part of that class of congressmen who make $170,000 a year and somehow have $55 million in the bank, okay? I know Congress likes that. Uh, Voters don't like that reality. Voters think that's suspicious. They don't think they're getting a fair shake. So I think the voters would rather have someone non-established, just the same. Like, I think if you were to ask people last week, I think an overwhelming majority of voters would have told you Jim Jordan would be a great speaker because they like the guy. And they trust him to take the fight to the swamp. I don't know that they're getting that from any of the other establishment guys that are running.
2: Who do you think comes out of this?
6: Man, it sucks because I feel like it's going to be Emmer based on what I saw in the early projections. Because if people drop out, if Emmer really got 90 votes, and let's say somehow Johnson and Donald's consolidate, Hearn consolidates I don't know that that's enough to catch Emmer, but I think the swamp wants Emmer. I think the establishment wants Emmer. And it doesn't mean he's a bad guy on it by any stretch of the imagination. It just means that the voters, we had this idea. As, as you remember how disgusted Republicans were with the results of the midterm, okay? But no leadership changed, okay? Mitch McConnell held on in the Senate immediately. Rona McDaniel still the face of the party. You know, and lo and behold, McCarthy's only out because Gates got the help of Democrats to do it. If the Democrats don't get a text message from Pelosi saying, hey, we're all in on Alistair McCarthy, he's still the speaker. We're not sitting here on our 85th vote or whatever. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing, Emmer, I would love to see Donald's, but I'm still holding out hope that that Scott Hennan campaign takes shape. I did just <laughs> floated on the stick. We don't know. You could be the dark horse here.
2: No, it's much easier behind this microphone, right? It's easier for the cheap seats to keep tabs on all these guys than to be in the middle of the insanity, that's for sure. Last hour we were talking about just how much Debbie Downer the news cycle is right now. I mean, obviously, Israel and seeing that play out day after day on our screens, knowing that uh, there is uh, more to come from that. Uh, the, the speaker race, uh, you know, the border's wide open. You get Hamas and Hezbollah uh, getting, uh, you know, free meal tickets. From the United States yep. government at the, uh, at the southern border. I could go on and on and on. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you grab onto for good news? Who? Uh,
6: listen. A Lincoln <laughs> fail a
3: football win.
6: <laughs> <laughs> as long as, as, long as on, the Clark Rams keep covering the spread. I mean, listen. Every day that I walk into Fox and I swipe my ID badge and it gets me past security, I consider good news. Shocking news. Like, when I got hired here, I had the under six months in Vegas. I had a lot of money on that. Uh, the fact that I've even lasted, I, I would take as a win. But in, in terms of broadcasting, you know, the good news is, for real, I do think there are there's a lot more common sense out there than people realize. Because the Internet, which is, of course, the funhouse, version, the funhouse mirror version of the world, is showing us the reflections of society that are mo- that are the most bizarre and cartoonish. So we amplify a lot of the stupid. But the reality is the reason the stupid pops is most of us recognize that it's stupid. So I am heartened. Like, I actually think the the country's better positioned than it would seem, okay? And what I liken it to is a sports guy. and It doesn't matter if you follow basketball or not. But the Lakers won a bunch of NBA titles with Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Um, But they lost for, you know, three or four years before Phil Jackson got there. They had the championship talent. They just needed, like, one turn of the combination lock, and everything was lined up the way it needed to be. And that's what I feel. I feel like we're a Phil Jackson away right now. So if we can... That makes Joe Biden Kurt Rambis, which is fair, because he might think he's Kurt Rambis at this point. He has no idea. But the point is, we're a head coach away. We're a head coach away from turning this franchise around. That's my
2: prediction. And, by the way, the poll numbers bear that out, that there is some common sense out there, right? I mean, look at... uh... Now you've got uh, Trump beating Biden a year out, uh, you know by a few points. Trump- you got you got you get insane uh, distance between Trump and his re- Republican uh, uh, counterparts Whoa, on, or the yeah, the on, other. Counterparts.
6: On college campuses, Biden's currently polling behind Hamas. I mean, he's he's in a tough spot right now. He's, he's really got to turn it around because he's he's losing the young liberal vote right now to Hamas pretty hard.
2: A listener just texted me said, "Did you ever hear Jimmy talking about you guys?" Uh, teasing him for being bundled up when you guys were walking around in T-shirts. Did you think our North Dakota crowd was a little, uh, you know, uh, taking the cold weather lightly or what?
6: I promise. I I thought you guys were hilarious because – as new, new Yorkers are very dramatic by trade, that's part of the problem people have with Donald Trump's rhetoric. Is New Yorkers everything's either the greatest thing in the world or the worst thing that's ever happened. You don't take a bite of pizza and go not bad. You either go oh my god, you know this is this changed my life. <laughs> like, I was I was supposed <laughs> to renew my wedding vows this weekend, but we're canceling to eat another piece of this pizza. It's that good. I wept when I ate it. Or you take one bite and you go, we have to execute the owner of this pizza He's doing a (laughs) tremendous job. And and that's just the way we work. So knowing that we react to cold as if we are actually like the survivors in that movie Alive, where they made it out of a plane crash at one (laughs) piece, and now they've got to navigate the terrain of the Andes. And then you guys basically show up in Hawaiian shirts on what we think is the coldest day of the year. I thought it made us look absurd, and I appreciated it, because New Yorkers need more self-awareness.
2: Well, we're coming back, as you know. Hey, and, you know uh, what? We, we, uh, we jump into frozen
3: lakes on purpose. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> well, it's, I mean, well, yeah. real, let me just
6: Let me just add this, and I did hear that you were coming back, but this is everything you need to know about New Yorkers. I was flying back from L.A. to New York, okay? It was a flight to New York, and I literally heard a man say to the flight attendant, if it were possible to turn down the engine sound because he was on the phone,
7: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like,
6: that's not how flying works, New York. <laughs> that's not how it works. You gotta, this ain't working. So
4: we need Excuse that.
2: Excuse me. To be <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, exactly right. And by the way, our group is uh, is going to meet up with you after the um, um, fill taping. I understand you're on the day we're there and we're in the audience, so that's gonna be super fun.
6: Oh, that's a big night. We're getting thrown right out of Fox headquarters. It's gonna be rowdy. Uh I'm, ex- I'm excited to come hang with the gang. And uh, I don't think Greg knows what he got himself into because he doesn't, you know, the Fargo crew is a rowdy crew. Everybody looks nice. Everybody's polite on Fox and Friends. But I, I can only imagine where that thing heads after you got the TV camera shut off. So I don't know. I don't know if Gutfeld realizes what he got himself into. He better be sitting on two phone books that night.
2: That show is really taken off, hasn't it <laughs> exploding and I, I love i love seeing you on there regularly but uh, it's a whole new generation of, uh, of, of, of folks that are watching fox news isn't it
6: I'll say. Uh, And it's good. It's good for the country, man. People need people need to laugh. Everybody's on the verge of snapping right now. Uh, You need to laugh at the end of the day and you need to not take yourself so seriously. And that's what I think everybody's lost. You know, in this era of like weaponized censorship, you know, we talk a lot about cancel culture and stuff like that. You know, it forced everybody into like a full time unpaying job as a society critic and being a critic is a miserable gig. Never mind that you're now doing it for free on social media around the clock. And I think the country is finally outgrowing that. I think we're turning a corner where we're tired of pretending to be perfect people. And we're kind of just embracing the ridiculousness of ourselves. And I think that's the leg up we have here on Fox. Is uh, we're having a lot more fun And I say that on my show The world's on fire We at least have the presence to roast a few marshmallows You know We're not going <laughs> to fix the fire So we might as well pick up a stick You know and melt some marshmallows so That's, that's what, what I got
2: That's what we love you That's why we love you right, right here brother. on the flag Jimmy Fallon later this afternoon Take him in Be well my man You're the best We'll see you in New York <laughs> See you in New York See you bro for the website, by the way, if you want to see Jimmy in New York, am1100theflag.com for all the New York City details. Three couples. Brian Kronk here from Collins & Kronk, Raymond James. As a listener, you have probably heard me saying, stick
6: to the plan during these difficult times. But what if you don't have a plan? No problem. Call Collins & Kronk today. We can design a recovery strategy for your portfolio and start a financial plan for
2: you. Call Collins & Kronk to get a recovery strategy for your portfolio and a goal plan for your life. 701-235-0119. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC. Collins & Kronk is not a broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Discover KinderCare. KinderCare is assisted living homes located in West Fargo. Offering adult daycare services, companion care, and assisted living, all the services you need available at KinderCare, plus home-cooked meals, 24-hour security, personal care, and more, all in a cozy family environment located on three acres of land in a scenic, quiet country setting in West Fargo. KinderCareFargo.com or call 701-261-3246.
1: At Gateway Building Systems, we understand that the success of your farm is dependent on storage. As the number one Brock bin dealer in the U.S., we will provide you with Brock solid bins, green dryers, millwright services, towers, conveyors, and much more. We've helped farmers customize their operations, and it's our mission to do the same for you. From planning and design to completed clean and efficient farm sites, you can rest assured knowing that Gateway will provide you with the best storage solutions. Make sure to take advantage of discounts on our Brock solid bins. For more information, go online to gatewaybuilding.com.
0: It's about tradition, values, and family ties. Pucklet Chevrolet's tradition of giving back to our community remains a priority. And that's why we have partnered with these local nonprofit organizations and events. And our tradition of giving this community a fair and honest offer continues as we promise to never charge over MSRP. And if you're not finding the perfect new vehicle for you, your lifestyle, or your budget, let us help custom order it for you at Pucklet Chevrolet Buick GMC in Valley City.
8: Extend your life
0: with Extendovite.
2: What's on your mind 11 before the uh, top of the hour the national weather service has issued a winter storm watch for much of western and north central north dakota that goes from late tonight through late thursday night and they are saying six or more inches of heavy snow is possible so it begins ladies and gentlemen welcome to winter 2023 slash 2024 we um we knew that uh, this would come, and we've been pretty lucky, so we can't complain. Let's talk a little bit about our final segment today, by the way. What's on your mind? Busy one. Enjoyed all the conversation and all the topics. If we uh, get a speaker in the next uh, six minutes, we'll let you know, but it doesn't look like doesn't th- we were down to four, maybe down to three by the end of the show, but I don't think we'll have the, the winner yet, but uh, stay tuned. That'll be coming up for sure. Okay. Um, our next guest is Dr. Chris Meeker. He is the Chief Medical Officer at Sanford Health Bismarck, and we're going to talk a little bit about quality in healthcare and the quality journey. Uh, that I, I think is a, it's a fun topic, really, because uh, you, you, I think we'd probably get a hundred different answers if we asked a hundred different people. But uh, I want to I want to know what the, the the chief medical officer at Sanford Health Bismarck has to say about this. want we'll to learn a little bit about the quality journey today. Dr. Meeker, thank you for joining us. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Good. Let's start with just a definition of quality. Uh, what does quality mean in a healthcare system?
3: Yeah, so you had a nice intro there, and actually, because uh, quality means different things to different people, right? Within a healthcare system like Sanford, uh, we believe that we are uh, what's known as a high reliability organization. High reliability is a concept really taken from the nuclear industry, from the airline industry, and from the military that has a preoccupation with failure. And so within healthcare, we believe that we can have organizations that have zero harm. And by harm, what we're talking about is events that occur particularly in the hospital, um, like some of the uh, infections you can get with uh, urinary catheters, Uh, pressure injuries, um, people who fall within the hospital, uh, surgical infections, Um, those are very important to patients obviously because high reliability will teach you that patients really want three things. And the first one is to do no harm. And so we very much focus on first and foremost not harming the patients that come into our hospitals because we know that hospitals can be risky places. The second thing that patients always want when they come into a hospital is obviously they want to be healed, they want to get better. And so that's uh, something that clinicians take very seriously is, you know, are they giving you an accurate diagnosis? Are they treating you appropriately? Are they giving the right medications to the right people at the right time so that they can get better? And the last thing they always want is they want us to be nice to them. You know, and that really goes to patient experience. Do we communicate well with patients? Um, Do we listen? Um, Do we give them the appropriate respect and courtesy? And that's really the journey that that you mentioned at the opening. Is that's what healthcare aspires to be. We're well on the way to that, um, but certainly we have work to do.
2: And every day, you and uh, the team at Sanford Health get up and and, and achieve those, uh, strive to achieve those goals, right? So, I mean, that's that's you know, are you going to get there every day? No, but if you're like you said, zero harm. We're going for zero here. You're obviously shooting for the moon, so that's interesting. Are, um, are North Dakota hospitals uh, participating in the value-based programs that have at-risk reimbursement?
3: Yeah, we absolutely are. Um, we often get some misinterpretation at the legislative level that we're not participating in a lot of these programs, but every single payer, and by payers I'm talking primarily Medicare and uh, the private insurers, they all have uh, quality programs. They all have um, at-risk compensation. So um, that really is the value proposition. At its simplest level, value is about are you getting what you pay for. Um, it is difficult from a healthcare perspective because um, Almost all of these programs are a little bit different, and so you need to understand each and every one of them. You know, the primary one that we really focus on is Medicare. Um, They have a number of programs. Um, For instance, they have what's called a value-based purchasing program, and that's one that looks at some of those same things we just talked about is that they look at infection rates in the hospitals, um, they look at, uh, you know, infections with certain types of intravenous lines, certain types of catheters. They look at your mortality as, you know, how well are you taking care of people that have heart attacks, that have congestive heart failure, pneumonia, uh, chronic lung disease, um, things like that. They look at your readmission rates, you know. Uh, if your readmissions are considered to be too high, they consider that to be poor value, and so you can take a penalty for that um, wow. and so that's, it's uh, there's, there's, there's
2: it's it's good to know it's accountability there that uh, is another piece of it that's that's interesting only have a minute left, but I want you to give me an example of a quality program that leads to better patient care.
3: Sure. For instance, uh, I can talk about uh, one of the things we can get are penalties for readmissions from our uh, total hip replacements and total knee replacements. And so what we've done is we've instituted a program um, that looks very carefully at people before they go into surgery. For instance, if you have any chronic heart or lung diseases, we make sure that you see your pulmonologist or your cardiologist and ha- are optimized. We want your health to be as good as it can be. If you're a smoker, um, we want to have you not smoke because we know that there's worse outcomes uh, if you're smokers. So we'll put them in cessation programs. We look at your your body mass index. If you're a um, too obese, we know that your joints are going to have worse outcomes. And so we do have uh, weight loss programs and fitness programs that we institute. Uh, we look at your hemoglobin level. You know, Do you have the right uh, blood counts to be uh, a safe candidate for surgery? And we also, if you're diabetic, we look very carefully at how well you're controlling your diabetes. You know, And that's just one example of something we've instituted uh, to ensure that our patients are the best taken care of.
2: That's awesome. Dr. Chris Meeker, we learned a lot today. Chief Medical Officer at Sanford Health Bismarck. Thanks for talking quality and healthcare today. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Scott Hendon. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent, doesn't dry you off? That's why My Pillow has developed the My Pillow Towels. This six-piece set has 100% long staple cotton. It's a combed ring spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you off. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only twenty nine ninety eight with the promo code Scott. Go to MyPillow.com slash Scott right now and get this great deal. To receive this amazing offer, just twenty nine ninety eight on the six-piece towel set. Go to MyPillow.com slash Scott, enter the promo code Scott, or tell them when you call 800-506-9028, you're using the promo code Scott for a great deal on towels that actually dry you off from MyPillow.